The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me and sent me to bring good news. Amen. For the better part of 30-some-odd years, the all-souls equivalent of Google search was Bev Gaines. From her time on the vestry, to her time serving in the diocese, to serving as the clerk from 1990 through two deans and numerous vestries, Bev was that literal walking library of information, collecting the stories, not just in writing, but in her heart and soul and in her head, serving for decades, trying to keep, well, let me put it this way, I'm guessing that just the work alone of trying to keep Neil Zabriskie and me on track <laughs> deepened greatly her prayer life, <laughs> taught her fortitude, and I'm not, I'm going to stop. But I, I really, I can't tell you how many times at vestry meetings I'd, I'd lean over and with a bit of fear and trepidation say, Bev, where did we get off track? <laughs> what are we forgetting? Help us get back to where we're supposed to be. And whether it was a refreshment in Robert's rules or some wider context of history or a decision we had made only six months before, Bev was that great gentle guidepost of tying us back into the context of who we were. The clerk of the vestry is given the, the formal, formality of voice. They don't have a vote. And most clerks don't use that much, and Bev was one of those. But when Bev did choose to use her voice, it was always thoughtful, and you could see starting to well up in her body that, okay, here's some of that wisdom that's going to come. The subtle raising of a brow let you know that perhaps it was time to pull things in, but then there was also that smile and a twinkle in the eye that let you know she knew that this was a sacred moment, that they were all really sacred moments, that that work wasn't just a business meeting, but it was about continuing the very story of God. And Bev got that, and it's why she loved being the clerk, because I think she would have said, I got to sit and record the Acts of the Apostles. That's how she understood it. When Bev told you a story, whether it was about some moment in the diocese or some moment in all souls' life, say perhaps the, the vestry retreat when they were asked by Bob Johnson to consider being the cathedral she wouldn't just report the facts to you. It was a moment of soul. It was a moment of proclamation. It was a moment of saying, this is our story, and this is the movement. This is where God has chosen us to be this part of the story. She communicated spirit, and there was always just a bit of awe that we got to do this stuff, and she got to have a front row seat for it. Jesus said, I have lost nothing of what you have given me. I've always heard that. That's, I'm having it read at my burial service. It's, it's, on the, it's on the form. But I've always heard that as kind of Jesus saying in the prayer, I haven't lost any of these folks. I haven't lost any of these people. And as I was thinking about this and Bev, I realized there was another level for Bev, saying, I haven't lost any of the stories of who these people are, God. Not just us as figures, but us as the, the chapters and the stories and the, the complex realities of who we are. Because I have a deep sense that 
that Bev, her, her love for archives, her love of making sure it was written down right, was really a sense that the more honest we were in getting that information down, the complexities, the frailties, the foibles, the courageousness, that the more we really gave the whole story, the more beautiful and honoring it was. That what God is not interested in and what really doesn't serve the church is kind of the, the cleaned up version. You know, only us on our better days. But that when we had the whole story written down, where we struggled, where we saw dimly, where we rejoiced, when we put it all down, then we got a much better sense of who God is. That all of this is God's, and all of it is loved by God. All of it is used by God and understood by God. And consequently, a much better, a more honoring and beautiful sense of who we are. We're not called to clean it up. We're called to be faithful, to show up, to talk, to listen, to be in awe. And finally, be truly in awe that we're the people who write the chapters of the life of God. And God sees us completely able and capable and worthy to do that. Love that about Bev. Bev also understood that knowing the story, seeing the written story that had gone before you, gave you the most fruitful way of continuing to add your chapter. I think that's why EFM was so important to her, education for ministry. Know the Bible, not just what other people have told you about it or what you've heard about it. Know who these people are and how crazy they are. Study it so like Mike Stevenson, you in that first year go, how can we read this book? <laughs> Is that okay if I said that, Mike? <laughs> and Bev would just smile and say, amen, keep reading it. That's its beauty. Know the fullness, because when we know the story, know your church history, know the acts of this church, so that you really and most fruitfully can then continue writing the chapters. Know who you are. By knowing them, you're truly set free. By knowing them, you honor the story, and then you are free not to be bound by it. Bev loved that kind of stuff. And so with this yearning for story, it's a wonderful coincidence almost that Bev and Kathy found their way to Wales that on a trip to England, when they decided to take a side trip to Wales, and suddenly both will tell you, by beginning to cross that water, suddenly they started to feel something in their genes, in their fingers, in their blood, something of, of this is home, this is roots. And that feeling would continue through many trips and an exploration of ancestry leading back to 1450? Doggone. <laughs> That's knowing some story. That's knowing roots, and that's having a foundation from which you live. Know the story. Keep creating your own chapter. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. The Holy One has sent us to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
This is our story. This is the story of God, our ancestor. This is our story. And somewhere I can hear Bev saying, if the faith community needs a mission statement, well, read the scriptures, it's all there. It's already been written. Now go and add your chapter to the story.